George, you've counted that money eight times, my friend Bess Marvin said from the passenger seat of my car. I promise you have enough for the entry fee. I just want to make sure, her cousin, George Fane, said from the back seat, where she was rifling through a large stack of $20 bills. I slowly rolled up my car window as I inched forward in rush hour traffic. The last thing we needed was for any of George's hard-earned money to fly out the window. Bess gave me an exasperated look. I shrugged with a half-smile. Bess knows that George gets fixated on things she's passionate about, and there are few things George is more passionate about than poker. Her dad taught her when she was five, and now she plays every weekend with her family. She even watches the World Series of Poker on TV. Bess is very even-keeled, and doesn't tend to become obsessed with things like games or new gadgets, the way George does. In a lot of ways, George and Bess are polar opposites, even though they're incredibly close. George would wear jeans and a t-shirt every day if she could, while Bess is a bit of a fashionista. Take tonight, for example. Bess had spent weeks looking for the perfect dress for the charity event we were attending, before picking a gorgeous, asymmetrical ruby-red gown, while George wore the same black pantsuit she wears to any event that requires dressing up. George loves technology, while Bess would rather send a paper letter than an email. In general, I fall between them. For instance, I didn't buy a new dress for tonight, but I did spend a good hour going through my closet choosing which dress to wear. When it comes to obsessive behavior, however, I'm probably closer to George. I'm an amateur detective. I solve mysteries around town. Like if something goes missing, or someone is being blackmailed. When I'm on a case, I can barely think about anything else. Okay, George announced. It's confirmed that I have the entry fee. She carefully put the money back in her wallet. I can't believe how much money you were able to save, I told George. I don't think I've ever seen that much cash in one place before. Well, if everything goes according to plan, Bess said, you should see a lot more tonight. My mom told me that this event is supposed to bring in over a hundred thousand dollars. We were headed to the annual charity casino night, hosted by River Heights Pet Crusaders, the animal rescue organization for which Bess's mom and George's aunt sat on the board. We went every year, and it was always fun, getting dressed up, eating fancy food, and watching the big poker tournament. However, this was the first year we were allowed to actually enter the tournament, rather than just watch it. Bess and I weren't big poker players, but we were excited to support George. That's a lot of money for pet crusaders, I said to Bess. I hope your mom is happy. Yeah, Bess replied with a smile. It's more than they've ever raised before. Probably because it's the first time they've gotten Brett Garner to attend, George suggested. I saw that Bess was trying hard not to smile. I'm not sure Brett's as big of a draw as you think he is, George. George looked at us wide-eyed, but 
Brett Garner is one of the most famous poker players in the United States. He's won the World Series of Poker twice. I know he's impressive, I said. I'm just not sure the average River Heights citizen knows who he is. Professional poker is still a pretty niche game. If Ned were here, he'd back me up, George grumbled. Ned Nickerson, my boyfriend, shared George's love of poker. Unfortunately, he was out of town at his cousin's wedding. I think the event is so popular because it's on a boat this year, I said. For the first time, the gala was being held on the Delta Queen, a refurbished riverboat that was originally built in the late 1800s. 